Okay, so cheers. Yes, cheers. Yes, cheers. Cheers to this. I needed that. Wet ladies. Yes. We're doing we're doing this podcast. And I I feel like we all want it to be dope, but it's a lot of pressure. It's it's interesting. But okay, okay. You we're glad that we're doing it. Okay, one person. We're glad that we're doing it. I feel like this. Okay, I do feel like this isn't something that I would have done had I not started count therapy a few weeks ago. Ooh, really? yeah. I'll be honest. I feel like I learned that I have been dealing with like a very severe depression, and I wouldn't have done it. You know, like I learned that like, okay, I need medication to like kind of rebalance my. The imbalances that kind of were there for as long as I did feel depressed or whatever. And then I also need to, like, talk things out. So, uh, yeah, I feel like it's been good, though. I feel like we've been talking about more recent issues. We haven't gotten to, like, the whole, like, high school, middle school part yet. Like, I'm not fully down there. I I think you kind of touched on something that it's cool. Like, why did we do this podcast? Mm-hmm. For me, I think... I think I wanted to work on being more transparent because I have a tendency to be very guarded. Like, not too many people actually know my real personality. Like, you might get a little representation of Bethany, like, if we're in a professional setting or if you're around your family. But, like, you two people are two of the people that know me the best. So this is this is just a way for me to become more transparent with my thoughts and feelings about things and share it with uh, a group of people and I think for for me like when when it was proposed I, I feel like it's always something that we've kind of played with for almost years now at this point but I think for me and I think I probably mentioned this before it's just like a matter it gives me the opportunity to be like represented in a way that I don't feel represented in a sector that I don't feel <laughs> represented you know what I mean it's just like People need to hear what black women have to say, what regardless of the topic or whatever, you know, like we're just it's just a matter of like reclaiming our own thoughts, <laughs> reclaiming our our lives, our identities, like this is who we are, this is not what the world has made us to be. Like let let me speak for myself. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that for sure, a hundred percent. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a bigger shot to, like, cheers on that again. <laughs> well, I wish I had prepared. something cooler to add, but you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Well, yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to seeing what this could open up for not just ourselves, but, like, the people we know, the other black women around us, black men around us. They're important as hell. Hey. Yeah, they're pretty important. (laughs) (laughs) They're important as long as they are recognizing how we are important as well. Uh, That is a very important distinction. Yeah, it goes both ways. You can't expect me to cheer you on if you're not doing the same for me. And I won't do the same for you until there's some kind of... No. Until it's a reciprocal relationship. Girl, you better. You better preach, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I took y'all to church, eh? Good, because I miss church on Easter, so... (laughs) (laughs) You know... You should have been the first one in line... 
at church because of <laughs> the timing for your reality TV that you gave up for Lent. I know. Oh, yeah. Okay, I couldn't make it to church because at work weird hours and I have to get to work at noon on Sundays and my church is all the way in the West End over by Soul Vegetarian. So it's just... It's a struggle to get over there. And then, you know what? Sometimes they don't have... It's an all-black church, but sometimes they don't have the greatest priest. Like, one time, the priest was... I don't know where he came from, but he was this white guy. And at some point, he was, like, before he was about to transfer, he literally said in front of everybody, like, you know, I just... I haven't been able to to work well with you people. <laughs> just like, what <laughs> I mean, not what the fuck, because I'm in church, but I was. it was very alarming. So I've had some weird experiences at church. I feel like I go to it because it's a black Catholic church and not necessarily because it's good, which makes me go less, which is a weird cycle to be in, you know? Like, But, it, but again, I'm not kidding when I talk about that restaurant. That is me and my family's favorite, because like, it's a black-owned vegetarian restaurant, and it's just really good. I wanted to... You, you said something good about church, and... I think as I am older, I don't feel the need to go to church as much as I do to just pray or meditate. Yes, very good. Also, but I feel that way and I feel like because of the whole Catholic guilt thing, sometimes I feel guilty about feeling like I feel like, oh, you're so arrogant. Like you like you can just do this on your own. <laughs> you know? like, I'm like having my grandmother's I voice. Like, I mean, I'm not Catholic, but I do have very conservative Christian parents. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I felt so bad about not going to church until it was just kind of like you get to a place where spirituality becomes more important than religion. You know what I mean? And it's just like if you can if you can tap into that spirituality and you are have a certain set of beliefs if you abide by that whatever feels right to you whatever feels right in your heart like just go with that you know mm-hmm. what i mean i understand how church is good for fellowship you know what i mean yes. encouragement yeah and things like that but I, I don't necessarily think it's as for me it's not as pertinent as i've been raised to believe I felt the same way for sure for years. I do feel like my spirituality is bringing me back around to wanting to go to church. It's weird. Like I'm not necessarily, yeah, I'm not necessarily saying like religion because I have a lot of hangups about organized religions or no, maybe not as much anymore. But I do feel like spirituality makes me want to go and hear someone else reading the Bible and kind of listening to someone else versus putting all the pressure on myself to sit and meditate and try to clear my mind and then read the book myself and try to interpret it and also to maybe be around people and kind of like hear what we have to say afterwards just it's bringing me to a place where it I have been on that spirituality path for a while and not going to church but it's making me want to go back to to church to find a good church and go back there and see what I can get out of it at least I think there's something to be said for the fellowship that you get from church. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe not so much the word that is preached, because we can all read the Bible and interpret Mm -hmm. it different ways. But maybe it's just the fact that you're around people who all want the same things. Like, everyone has gone to church because they want to feel something. They want to, you know you know, strengthen their faith in the Lord or God or whoever, whatever kind of church you're going to. 
So that's kind of nice to be around so many people who have the same mission as you. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that that part of church is cool. It's just like my experience with church, not so much organized religion, but with churches in general is that there's just so much extra shit that comes along with it. Like Hmm. just the pastors themselves and them needing to live a certain lifestyle and needing that support from the congregation in order to live that lifestyle. It's just like, it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like the church that I went to growing up, there was a lot of requirements to financial or monetary requirements that they had for reasons that they would put off on God. You know what I mean? And it's just like, after a while, the older I got, the more that just started not to feel right. To that Yeah, that's the part that I do, like the money congregations make me feel some type of way. It yeah. seems a little like you're exploiting these people's wants and desires to belong to something so you're 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 buying your members a little bit i don't like that or charging them for a membership so basically (laughs) yeah how are you feeling over there coffee I feel. (laughs) You just look so Zoolander. Like I think I've got the black lung pop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! We need you. We need you well. We need you at a hundred. Don't worry. I'll be a hundred, a hundo once I get back to the A. We're gonna rock the shit out of the summer. Yes, I'm traffic. <laughs> I'm excited. I really I put it on my like list of to do thing or my to do list of this year to explore my city a lot more because I feel like there's a lot of hidden gems around that I may not know about, which is a shame because I've been here my whole life. So yeah, I just want to you know reintroduce myself to the place I call home. I think it's going to be nice for me to come back with fresh eyes (laughs) in the sense that I've been away for a while. So I haven't, you know, had been, I guess when you live in Atlanta, when you live in a place after a while, you just start revisiting the same places over and over and you're just in a routine, you know, and being away and being in a different city has kind of reignited your sense of exploration like you don't mm-hmm. look in all the same places anymore you talk to more people about what the hell they're doing as opposed to relying on your own resources or whatever so alright mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to it as soon as I land <laughs> as soon as I hike well okay actually you know what if you want to go hiking in atlanta there is a place called by emory called low water park and the estate is really nice there's like waterfalls and stuff i had bella in the creek there and i posted a video on instagram (laughs) it's a very nice place to go hiking if you really wanted to be like well let's go hiking in atlanta the minute i get out like there's a very nice i kind of do actually okay i I found recently what along my travels i have found that i (laughs) I do feel the most sanctified. Like, I feel like being in nature, like, is more or less a sanctuary. Is that church? Perfect. I got you. Yeah, it's my church. Like, honestly, I feel the most at peace. And I know that sounds so cliche, but the more I do it, Mm -hmm. the more I'm like, I need to do this more often for my sanity. Like, just be in a quiet space. You know what I mean? How did you, like, how are you this person now? (laughs) Where did that come from? Where did, when did you find that that was 
what did it for you. Nature is what does it for you. I think because because I was in a new place and like how we were talking about, there are some really like being in Maine and being in California, like I'm amongst the greatest like nature reserves and parks in the United States. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's it's a it's a thing to do in and of itself. So having done that just for the sake of like I'm here, I might as well do it. It's just kind of something that I've discovered because it's a tourist attraction. It is. But then it's like, well, let me go to this little tiny park over here, too, because I really enjoyed that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just never something that I thought I would want to do living in Atlanta or never. I was never encouraged to do like my, my parents never took me on hikes. We didn't go hiking. We didn't go camping. That wasn't something that we did. So just being in places where it's a way of life it's a culture it's like let me just delve in let me just see what it's about you know yeah and yeah it turned out to be a good thing a really good thing and That's i think I, i'm really interested to see what georgia georgia as a whole has to offer because obviously most of the hiking or the better hiking isn't going to be in the city of atlanta but you yeah. would be surprised yeah. there's very nice trails in the city and very nice like lengthy trails there's the silver comet trail that like goes all the way to alabama if you start biking um there's all kind of nice places that you can go walking within the perimeter too yeah i'll i mean definitely that's definitely going to be a big uh, like an avenue that i'm going to be traveling down when i get yes. back home for sure and the one thing i will say about georgia having lived in another state with a different type of terrain georgia is very nice like hills and like that type of terrain is you don't find that necessarily everywhere so i will say in the south at least like a lot of places are really flat um and it's not as fun to me i don't know i i like like being able to kind of go up and have a challenging walk while i'm outside like put a little pressure i know california has beautiful and amazing hills my sister used to live in la and it was incredible um, but Georgia has some pretty nice ones for the South. <laughs> yes. Okay, anyway, is there anything else on you guys' mind? Like, anything else you want to bring up? Probably. Well, I'm over being inundated by the Coachella business. Like, I could just stop saying that on my timeline for a while. Is like, Co- for a couple of years, I mean. <laughs> I don't know if Coachella is the same as what it started out to be. It seems like it's taken on a whole different kind of vibe in recent years maybe and especially this last one it seems more of a event for the gram like it's it's an instagram event to me it seems like an awful place to be (laughs) i feel like what's ironic is that coachella started out as pearl jam pearl jam in 1996 were boycotting what Ticketmaster was uh, charging their fans to see their show. Yeah. So they went to this, like, wherever Coachella is, what is it, the Indigo or Indio Desert or whatever is where they it's did this It's close to Palm, Palm Springs, somewhere out yeah, there. Yeah, close to Palm Springs, where they did this performance. I don't know if it was for free or for exuberantly, like, discounted prices, but now it's the complete opposite. It's kind of a privileged event. It's the tickets. It's very privileged. The tickets are hella expensive, and then you have. To, I think you have to camp at Coachella. I think Coachella is only cool if you're a celebrity, to be honest. Or a trust fund baby. Or a trust fund baby, but mostly if you're a celebrity and you have the perks to have like a nice hotel or a nice campsite or something while you're there, 
then that's cool. But other than that, like, you're just going to be... I, I don't know. Have you guys done any festivals? Is that something that you're into? No. I don't, I'm here for Rihanna at Coachella. But other than that, I don't want to be around crowds of people on drugs. That just seems like a, a horror movie to me. So <laughs> that's not really my thing, personally. <laughs> I have been to a music festival, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It was actually in Georgia. Um, okay. T- Tomorrow World, which is just a spinoff of Tomorrowland in yeah. Belgium. But <clears throat> I think that it's an EDM festival, and I guess all the same things could be said about it. But because it was local to me, I think that was the other thing. Like, I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to spend $800 on a round ticket and, you know, uh, accommodations to stay there as well. But, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself very much, but I don't think there was as much because there there are no celebrities that that were at this other than the ones that were on the stage performing. You know what I mean? The actual DJs on the stage. It's not like a bunch of people are going to crowd around to watch Rihanna walk into her VIP section at an EDM festival. You know what I mean? But speaking of Rihanna, she fucking killed Coachella. I was mm-hmm. her diamond encrusted cat suit with the Gucci tank top. That was dope. I loved it. Like I like as much as I am criticizing it be- for being an Instagram event and like people really just go there to post that they're there I did like the feedback of the celebrities who just attended the show like just as a lover of music that was cool but they don't they don't always a lot of them get paid to wear certain designers at Coachella because there are so many rich fucking kids who go and they say oh I want that Gucci top that Rihanna had on yeah but we saw but we saw her enjoying the concert that's the part I'm talking about like whether or not she was paid to be there or this was just a job like she has to have an appearance she was there and she was enjoying herself so that Mm -hmm. was cool like when they when you get the crowd reactions and then a few of the performances yeah I I I feel like I just kind of straight I think maybe like a year or two or maybe like two or three years ago Coachella was appealing to me when I first like started even learning about music festivals I guess but it just seems like a lot of cultural appropriation. A lot. Yeah, I'm not interested. So, are, are we too? Are we too woke? Yeah, I'm too woke for stuff like that. I, I don't. I already don't deal with people well, and then just to add that on top of it, I just couldn't. I couldn't oh, no. see myself not getting arrested at something like that. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, something would pop off. It would be terrible. The the only music festival I ever. I've ever been to was Made in America last year and that was like that was the perfect first experience like that festival was pretty much about the music like there wasn't a lot of extra like everyone just came like it's a Made in America festival like everyone just came to see the music there was some little events around but really like I enjoyed seeing the people perform Beyonce was definitely there. She didn't perform, but she was there. And that was cool. Like, we we see that there were celebrities there, but they were really just there for the music as well. So it wasn't such a a spectacle. Around 
the celebrity themselves. Yeah, it wasn't, you didn't have, like, the Revolve 10 or, like, the Benefit, let me, or the Elf Cosmetics, you know, like. like, Essence Festival. Essence Festival is usually good. And then, yeah, Essence Festival is usually good. And then I will go, I mean, I'll go to stuff with large crowds like Mardi Gras, but I just feel like. It's not, there's not all these kids appropriating cultures. It's like kids who are too drunk to get out whatever racism thing they're about to say. So it's like, you know, so you make it. Through will, okay, it, like, okay just, if that's the case, then there's probably a little bit of that at any public yeah, event. Like at any, any public event. Tail, I'll go to tailgates, but same thing. They just Same thing, yeah. <laughs> I think anytime you get a lot of people in one setting, there's good, you're going to run up on some problematic behavior, whether <laughs> whether it's controlled or not. Except for Afropunk Fest. <laughs> oh, run okay. Into anything problematic there. That was probably... I mean, I've only been to that... Well, no, no. I've been to more festivals than that, but Afropunk definitely takes the cake. Just mm-hmm. because... I mean, of course, there are a, multi, a lots of different... Mostly black people there, but there are other... Racist white there. allies oh uh, never mind but yeah they know how to behave themselves <laughs> these are the white people that come to afropunk fest so mm-hmm. they're all invited to the barbecue yeah, exactly okay i can see that i like that yeah and in, mm-hmm. in other slight celeb news i really feel like we have to talk about drake how do you feel about this woman blasting drake on instagram I feel like this is the type of attention that Drake draws to himself because, (laughs) (laughs) like, I I mean, I'm not just completely, like, she's completely at fault because it turns out she's lying, I'm pretty sure, I believe. Like, I think there were messages showing that she was lying and just doing this for attention. Either way, I do think that he just brings stupid stuff like this on himself. Oh, it's always something. It's like a stripper was mad because he didn't text her back, so she threw all the receipts of the purses he bought her online. Like, I just don't. It's always, it's always some stuff like this around Drake. So I'm just kind of like, yo, you gotta like get your relationship stuff together. He's like the Taylor Swift of. Rap. I was literally gonna say that <laughs> this is he crazy. doesn't need to get it together because he needs to put out another views. Um, no, okay. <laughs> he doesn't need to put out another. I'm sorry. I really I know some people love views, but it just didn't hit with me. Like it, and this is not, I like Drake. I really like him, but views just didn't land yeah. with me. And even That's the. Drake, you and Drake go way back. That's why you like Drake. Like, yeah. yeah, you're you're very biased about Drake. I'm I'm biased. I <laughs> but you're but you're admitting to way more than you used to. I don't feel like you would have admitted to like you. I'm I'm gonna be real. Like I had to sit myself down. Like, look, Drake isn't the best rapper alive. <laughs> you had to stop looking at the beard and the new chiseled. I know. <laughs> I think. I think it's it might be kind of like I just like corny ass niggas and I like that I Drake is is using that. He's using it to his best of I'm his audience. Just he, like Issa like, said. I'm his audience. He's rapping to me. Like I agree and I do like the corny side, but I also feel like once he like kind of got his beard right <laughs> <laughs> and got his muscles, he's kind of at war with that now. Like, oh, so y'all just gonna make fun of me? Y'all gonna take me seriously now? And I'm like, but you started this. Like, <laughs> you, again, you bring this on yourself. Yeah, like, just sit down and be the corny person that we all know you to Play be. Play your role. And, yeah, play, 
play your role. Y'all always trying to tell a girl to play your role. No, y'all need to play your role as well. <laughs> yeah, Drake, I think, like, I don't know. He knows his lane, or maybe he doesn't know that's his lane. Like, he's still, I mean, he's still... I mean, he's still running through the six or like he's running through London or somewhere. Like he still feels like he's hard a little bit because he like clapped back at Meek Mill a few times. (laughs) But really, we all know like, okay, Aubrey, relax. Yeah, you were an actor. You were wheelchair Jimmy and no one will ever let you forget that. I won't. Yo, that scene where he got shot. Not to like... No, it was horrible. (laughs) At the time... Degrassi really did actually motherfucking take it there. It did take it. When Jimmy got shot, I was was shocked. I was like, I cannot believe... (laughs) Like, what is he going to do after this? He can't. He plays basketball. Um, Did you go to school the next day, like, affected? No, I I mean, not not a lot of people. I didn't didn't have that uh, experience of being able to recap the show with people Mm -hmm. after because not a whole bunch of people I knew were watching. I mean, Christina was watching Degrassi, but that's pretty much it. Like, I didn't know everyone who's watching Degrassi so I kind of had to do I had to deal with that on my own (laughs) I had to deal with Jimmy getting shot and it the bullet wasn't even for him it wasn't for him I don't know that was great like and it's just so crazy like you can really Drake would take a bullet for somebody else (laughs) no it wasn't on purpose no exactly no it's accidentally like you really can reinvent and reinvent yourself like you went from wheelchair Jimmy on like a teenage drama and now you're like you're Drake you're not even Aubrey anymore you're Drake yeah like and now you have strippers uh, accusing you of getting them pregnant like you really made it now all he needs is a few illegitimate kids and he's in there like some illegal animals like tigers yeah he needs a he needs i think it's time for drake to have a little bit of a scandal like for sure yeah beyond music beyond the meek mill beef he could have a little corny no matter what it is oh but (laughs) because because it's him it's gonna be corny no matter it's gonna be funny as shit yeah. You still get it. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Alright, so how do y'all feel about our first podcast recording? Was it everything you thought it was gonna be? <laughs> um, if I'm gonna be on no no no. I'm just kidding. I think Ooh, that I, sounded like that was gonna get really shady really fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's been good. I think this is like like an extra counseling session. Guys, you know what? This shit's not easy. This is what I'm realizing. This is not easy. So my hat's off to anyone who does a podcast, but I've, I'm really interested to see where this goes because I, yeah. I have some good ideas. I think we also have some good ideas. Right, right. We just have to fall into our groove and I think it'll be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> a beautiful lemon pepper white podcast. I like it. I like it. <laughs> So, yeah, um, this was the first one. So, hopefully, you guys come back next week and listen to whatever we have to say, whatever we have to talk about, whatever is on our hearts and minds. Yeah, we'll see what happens in between now and then. All right, bye. See ya.